And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs, too. Higher-paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. here with Jared Smith, a little bit of a change of camera angles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jared, we have so much to talk about today. It's our first show. This is exciting. Can we just take a moment here? To appreciate just, this? I mean, this is a big deal for us. We've I mean, been we've wanting been... this for a long time. We have so much to talk about. We have XFL that just began, and we have so much college basketball. The NBA trade deadline was just this Thursday. Mm-hmm. A lot of moving parts because we haven't really seen so many NBA players just yet. Join their new teams. Yeah. That's going to be fun to look forward to. However, there were two teams that are really familiar with each other. Two head coaches very familiar with each other in college basketball last night. And it showed in the Duke-UNC game as Duke just edges out UNC in Chapel Hill, 98-96. The first win for the Blue Devils in Chapel Hill since the year 2016. Jared, I know you were talking to me throughout the course of this game. You were here on In Game Live. Mm Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts as you were watching this game go into overtime? Yeah, I think talking is a loose term. I think it was more screaming in, in like all caps, uh, text messages being exchanged. And also, I did give several shout-outs to our social media director, Rebecca Harrelson, for for her uh, you know encouragement throughout the game. But unfortunately, she was very heartbroken last night, as were many Tar Heel fans. However... In terms of like the landscape of college basketball, it, it, it really makes things very interesting for Duke going forward. Obviously for UNC, probably their season, not their season, but their postseason hopes, uh, probably done after that game. They needed that game and they needed to win some more games in order to get themselves back into the tournament picture. But on the other side for Duke, I, I think this game actually puts them now in a position where you can really take them seriously to be a national title contender. Their odds are not quite at the elite level of the Gonzagas and the Baylors and the Kansases, but they're right on that second line in terms of their futures odds. Uh, I'll be curious to see if it moves at all this week as their ranking probably will increase a little bit. However, that being said, the other teams in the college basketball landscape looked very good last night as well. Gonzaga looked great. They went to Maraga and just absolutely blew the doors off St. Mary's. Baylor continues to win. Kansas continues to look good. So we are now starting 
starting to see a little bit of separation with the elite college basketball teams, the Dukes, the Kansas, the Baylors, the Gonzagas, and now you can start to put those teams into that upper echelon, and I think Duke really solidified themselves last night. One of the craziest games I've ever watched. The ending to that game probably will go down as one of those, I remember watching this game when. Like 10 years from now, you're going to be like, I remember where I was when Duke had that crazy comeback against UNC. It was a lot of fun to be live on the air during it. Uh, but overall, big picture. You were lucky. I was very lucky. Because I was telling I was telling Jared that being a girl and having to have girlfriends, <laughs> that you know, you're trying to have a social life, but you're also trying to work. And my friends had no idea what was going on. They didn't care about the no. game. When I tried to explain to them, they didn't even know what a floater was. And I... Just I, I was screaming at a Mexican restaurant watching it on my phone. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, Duke actually rallied back, though, from down 13. And Wild. when they were down to UNC, I was thinking, I didn't expect this. I Usually I know these games are always close, and these yeah. are those type of games where you do throw records out the window. However... It's a, It was a great game, I They're think. actually showing the highlights for, on, the, on the TV screen in the hotel right now in the bar. It's, um, yeah, it's like it was, I'm reliving it, was a great it right game. now. It was a great game for UNC. It showed that they were able to keep sure. up. And, you know, it shows a lot, too, with Cole Anthony and how much Cole Anthony means yeah. to this team. But Trey Jones, in my opinion, you know, this was a player that almost went to the draft last year. Sure. He almost left along with R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Jones returning to this Duke team, a team that is used to having one and dones, it showed his leadership yesterday in launching that comeback for 100%. the Blue Devils. 100%. And, and it's really fun to kind of see players develop in that way. And we're in this college basketball landscape now where players want to leave and they want to go pro, and I totally get that. But for Jones to come back, and there's some really good players around him, too. I think the Cassius Stanley kid, the other guard on Duke, is going to be a great player. He's the freshman. Wendell Moore is another returning exactly, player, and he was exactly. the one with the game-winning shot last night. That was a crazy shot. I mean, yeah. just the way that it transpired, and in my opinion, the, the, the play at the end of regulation where they tied it up, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. So usually when they try to miss those free throws, they're not good at it. Because let's be real, it's really hard to like intentionally miss a free throw. You're trained your whole life to make, 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 and then you have to try to miss it. And I'm sure they practice it at some point, but it's not a natural play. And the way Jones, I mean, it was almost like a shot put. He like pushed it and it went right off the rim. It almost went out of bounds. And then Jones was able to track it down and almost hit a three for the win, but then stepped inside the arc and hit that two to tie it. Very, I mean, that's what Duke UNC should be. And oh, for it those, seems to be. Exactly. And I, I almost felt bad because when the game went to overtime, Duke got out to a hot start. And I was like, oh, if you're holding a UNC plus seven and a half ticket, and, you, and, and they end up covering Jared, this game in overtime. Jared, walk me through, actually, since you were on In Game sure. Live, walk me through what the line movement was throughout the course of that game, yes. starting from when Duke was down by 13. Good question. It actually got up. The highest that I saw it at was plus 11 and a half for Duke. And that was oh. with about five minutes or so left when they were down by double digits. And then it just kind of drifted slowly down and slowly down. In overtime, it actually got almost close to where it was originally. It got up to like four and a half. And then it, it kind of slimmed back down when UNC... There was a moment there where Duke was up five in overtime. And you're like, if you're holding a UNC ticket, you're like, I'm, I can't believe this. Like, that would have been one of the worst beats of the year. So it, it, it did give that little, 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 little peak. And then it, it drifted back down. And I think it settled right around one and a half. And it obviously ended it too. I mean, it was just the craziest game I've ever UNC seen. UNC covers though, right? UNC covers the seven and a half, correct? Yeah. So if if you bet UNC pregame, you feel good. If you bet UNC moneyline pregame, uh, you might want to just yes. you know watch some Netflix and just not gamble for at least a few hours. Yes, and the thing that's interesting too is I was looking at the futures odds right sure. now, and I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more about yeah. the other teams. Um, however. UNC 85 to 1, and we were saying they have no chance. You're better off betting them at the NIT. However, Syracuse in the ACC is 100 to 1, and Syracuse right now, I'm looking at the standings. Syracuse is ranked fifth in the ACC right now. So UNC, who's third to last place of the ACC, has better odds of winning the championship still than Syracuse does, who's ranked inside the top five. It's actually funny. I mean, the ACC might literally get four teams in the tournament this year. And that's just crazy. Yeah. You know, when you think about the pedigree of that conference, and actually, I, I, I'm, I can't wait for the first, the first round of the tournament this year. The seedings are going to be fascinating. And we're obviously going to be, I mean, this show, I mean, just imagine this show on a Sunday from 12 to 2. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, That first weekend, I think, is going to be one of the most entertaining weekends of college basketball tournament history. And then, obviously, once we get to the second weekend, 
things will settle down, and I think you'll see a lot of the Blue Bloods make it to that second weekend as expected. There's going to be some dark horses. We just don't know what the seedings look like yet. We don't know what the draw looks like yet. Uh, Penn State is certainly going to be in that mm-hmm. mix. There's going to be Rutgers. You're going to have Rutgers. You're going to have Seton Hall. You're going to have some, you're going to have some new major teams in that mix this year. So you're going to have the Blue Bloods. You're going to have the Dukes. You're going to have the Kansas, Baylors, those teams that are perennial right. in the tournament. But then you're going to have you know, a Seton Hall be like a two seed. And, and you're like, well, well, they should be in the final four. You're going to have a San Diego State be a two seed. Right now, they were on the one line in Lenardi's bracketology the other day. You know, San Diego State as a one seed. Dayton as a two seed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fascinating landscape as we get closer to March. And I think the next three weeks, things will, you, you know, you're going to start to see some of those teams. Yeah, you're going to see some of those teams start to yeah. peak up a little bit. Yeah, so we are going to touch more on these futures and talk about other teams too coming up later in the show. However, the XFL did kick mm. off yesterday, and I'm going to open up with that because the kickoff to me was yes. the biggest difference to the human eye. And Jared, I know that you were saying that you loved it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, I think the NFL should adopt it. I mean, I, I, I think it looks more like a play. Like, it's like they're all 10 across the line. And, you know, I think it, almost like a defensive team on the defensive line, you can stunt, you can try to, you know, find some gaps and it's not just like this like collision of mass human just like people just like colliding from like 50 speed. yards apart so the safety issue is actually and isn't it funny that it takes the XFL 10 years later after this whole concussion you know you know issue that the NFL is having to kind of solve it but <laughs> I actually think that they solved it and I, I would be surprised I'm sure there's plenty of NFL executives that were watching yesterday I, I actually think the NFL should adopt it. Yeah, I agree. I think that in the next five years, it wouldn't shock me if the NFL did adopt it. And I also just from a handicapping perspective, I want to get to that. How would you say from initial from an initial thought, how Mm. would you say handicapping the XFL is going to work? Going down the line. First thing first, I would say the 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 spreads are not as important. And when I say not as important, you know, I got a little flack on Twitter for saying meaningless yesterday. And I think that word it needs to be tweaked. I, I think the spreads are obviously important because if the spreads the spread, but the key numbers that we're used to betting in football, three, seven, ten, totally meaningless. Because of the variance that we're gonna see with the one, two, and three point conversions, I, I don't think anything like if if, if, if a spread's three and a half, you shouldn't be like, ugh, I really want to get on the right side of this number because it's not three. I, to me, that's not a reason to be off of a so game. So would you just go money line then? Yeah, you would either. Well, I would say you just almost treat it like the playoffs, and Gabe says this all the time, just bet the team you think is going to win and and don't worry about the spread, at least initially. And, and I'm not making any recommendations to bet these games in the first weekend because we have absolutely no clue what we're seeing. It's very entertaining. I thought the product was very strong. But in terms of from a gambling perspective, I think it's best to kind of sit back. And obviously, if you want to put a few bucks on the game from a recreational perspective, that's fine just to enjoy it. But in terms of like seriously betting these games, I think we need to wait at least a couple of weeks. I want to see some tendencies. Which coaches are going to go for one? Which coaches are going to go for two? Are there coaches that are going to go for three? And what are the percentages of exactly. the conversion rates too? That's key for me. But I'll tell you what, Cardell Jones looked really good and the, the, the DC team looked really good. And I think defensively, there's there's some players out there, so mm-hmm. I'm very fascinated to watch how this develops over the next. Me few too. Weeks. I would say overall the talent has mm-hmm. really stepped up in the XFL as opposed to the Alliance of American Football. Absolutely. It looked a lot more like a pro style offense, for, like the NFL would be, as opposed to more of like a college looking offense, which is what the AAF seemed to be last year. We're gonna touch on the NBA and the games that you can make some cash on coming up next. Stay here on the grid at the window. Larry on Jared. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Welcome into At the Window with Jared Smith. I'm Ariel Epstein. We're going to break down some NBA games today. There are seven games on the slate in mm. the NBA. And the first game of the day is the Boston Celtics around the road at the Oklahoma City Thunder. 3.30 p.m. Eastern time is tip. Jared, where are you going with this game? Yeah. I'm going to pull up the spread. I'm still currently on the college basketball looks, futures. I feel like there's so many right. games to go it's to today. The Thunder, one-point favorites. The penny. With a total the at 218.5. So, Brown and Hayward did not play the other night for Boston. They beat Atlanta, which was a good win because Atlanta's been playing a little bit better, especially now that they've got Capella in the mix. I feel like they're a little bit of a, you know, they're a little bit more headstrong. So, that's not a bad win uh, for Boston over Atlanta. They didn't cover the spread. Uh, different different situation today against Oklahoma City. Uh, I'll tell you, this Thunder team is is absolutely fascinating. Shai Gilgis Alexander's been great this year. Gallinari's been playing well. They're the best ATS team in the league. So the fact that the spread's really short kind of leans me towards the home team in Oklahoma City. But it's really hard to go against Boston right now. And 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 They're I had 15, a friend eight and one ATS on the road, Boston. You know, I kind of think Boston Boston has some juice to me as like the top like title contender besides like the big three. And they're the fourth team on the title odds right now at 14-1. to And I was down on Boston, Ariel, for a long time this year. And when I was in Atlantic City the other day, I met up with one of my friends who's a basketball coach, you know, old collegiate basketball coach I used to work with. And he loves the Celtics this year. And I was like, I'm down on Boston. I was like, sell me on Boston. And he sold him to me. And I was like, wow, that actually makes sense. And his, his case was... Brad Stevens is the best coach in the league, and, and that's debatable, but he's certainly one of the best coaches in the league. And 
he is going to, and of course, when you're capping a team to win not only a game, but also a title, you have to handicap like the big picture. So for me in the East, it's all about can you beat Giannis? And they're going to switch every screen, and they're probably going to do it today against Gallinari and Alexander. Tatum and Brown and Hayward, they're just so long defensively that they're not the typical guards. They can switch at every position. So to me, Boston's one of those fascinating teams that it doesn't matter where they play, it doesn't matter who they play, they match up well. And they're starting to figure things out offensively. Kemba Walker's been great. Tatum's actually been really good on offense. He had one of his career highs the other night against the Hawks. So I think I'm going to go Boston here. And, and you know, it's a national televised game Sunday afternoon. The so Thunder you, have kind of overachieved a little bit. So I, I think I'm going to take the I think I'm going to take the Celtics at this rate too. Just looking at the money line, mm. the Celtics are minus 102. The Thunder at minus 114. However, yeah. and the Thunder they're minus one. Where would you go with this? Would you take them on the money line then? You're taking doesn't Boston? Matter. Like, does it not matter? Yeah, I would just take whatever the line is best. So if, if the money line is shorter, and let, let's pull up FanDuel right now and see what FanDuel has. Uh, yeah, I would I would just take Boston minus 102. The plus one does nothing for me. You're getting a better juice. You know, long term, you want to stay away from the, the higher juiced games because that's what's going to drain your bank account. Because let's, you know, you're not going to win every bet. You're going to lose. So the less juice you pay, uh, the better off you'll be in the long run. In this particular situation, uh, I would certainly do. And, you know, it was actually funny because that crazy stat from Ralph Michaels that came into play last week about the minus one and a half home favorites are like two and 22 ATS. And that Cavs-Knicks game didn't close at one and a half, so it didn't qualify. So that's still the same number. So if this number closes at minus one and a half for the Thunder, then I'm definitely going to take Boston. And if that's the case, if it gets to one and a half, then I would take the points. Because then there's that chance that you get the win and still lose the game. The plus one does nothing for me. Let's go to a night game. The Utah Jazz are at the Houston Rockets. And the Rockets are three and a half point favorites at home. The total 232 and a half. Jared, when I look at this game and I'm thinking Rockets, I'm thinking yeah. high scoring. However, the trend in the total has actually been trending downwards. It's opened at 233 and a half. Then it's gone down to as far as 231 and a half in some books. Why is this trending under? Is this total too high, Jared? <sighs> you know, it's funny. Joe Ranieri has this theory about totals in the 230s, and he feels like that's the dividing line for over-under. And if it's in the 230s, it's going to go under. If it's 240 or above, he likes the overs. And he also likes the overs that are kind of in the low 210s, 205 area, too. So this is kind of in no man's land. The total here is interesting. The Rockets had one of the worst first quarters in the history of the NBA. They gave up 46 points to the Suns the other night in their first quarter after that crazy uh, up set win against the Lakers where they played one of their best games of the season. So they beat the Lakers. I believe it was Thursday night. Then on Friday night, they go to Phoenix and they get absolutely blasted in the first quarter. They lose that game by 30. I I don't know what the final score was, but they got absolutely blown out. Now they got one day off. They come back home. They face a jazz team. And I don't know if you watched that jazz game the other night. That was one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. So Damian Lillard makes a shot or tries to go in for the game-tying shot in the final seconds. Rudy Gobert smacks it off the glass. Clear goaltend. Refs don't call it. Absolute bedlam. So the Jazz win that game. They don't cover. Uh, so it, Utah finally gets off to Schneid. They had lost like four or five in a row, but they're still struggling. I, I like Houston in this game. Yeah, I, I, I like Houston a lot in this game. I think the Jazz are a fade from here on out. I think Utah has peaked. And the Rockets coming off of that really bad loss. I love fading teams after their best win. I love betting on teams after their worst loss. Rockets, one of their worst losses of the season in Phoenix on Friday night. Give me the Rockets in this one. So I like the Rockets as well. Also, though, when you're looking at the stats, the Rockets are the second highest scoring team in the NBA. However, the Jazz, sixth best defense against high scoring, well, against teams. So when you see that there's a top 10 defense up against the top five offense, are you going to go towards the team that's a hiring score, a higher scoring team, or are you going to go towards the defense? Which in this game, yeah, you like the Rockets. However, the Jazz defense looks great. Yeah, and I think the Jazz are a different team on the road, too. I don't know. I, there, there, there's something about the Jazz that just seems off. Like, I, I was watching their games the other night, and I've actually been watching the Jazz a lot for the last few nights. I, I, I don't know why, but they've just been on national TV a couple nights in a row. They had that game against Denver the other night. That was another high spread. And it, it just feels like Utah has kind of lost their mojo a little bit. And they're definitely a different team away from Salt Lake City. Uh, this feels like a good get-right spot for Houston. Russell Westbrook, I think, is back in the lineup, and he's been arguably the best player in the NBA, uh, besides Damian Lillard over the last month or so of the season. Damian uh, Lillard has been un- unreal. It's 40 or more points in six of his last nine games. It's unbelievable. He's averaging six, almost seven three-pointers a game in the last, like, two weeks. It's crazy. And 
And I, I actually feel bad for Lillard because he's probably going to get fined for what he did the other night after that crazy play uh, in Utah, and and he, he should be fine. Yeah, I mean he was. Yeah, he, he was pretty. He was pretty. He was pretty upset. Uh, but but he's had one of the. This is one of the best runs in basketball memory, and he's actually making a case to be the MVP. And Giannis has had a great season. Don't get me wrong. The Bucs are clearly the number one team in the NBA in terms of record and pedigree and all that stuff. I think LeBron and AD will split the vote because they've both been really good. I think Lillard has, is now, now granted, the Blazers have a long way to go to get back into the playoff picture, but Lillard has put himself, if they do get into the playoffs, Lillard has put himself into the MVP conversation, I think. And, I mean, this is a guy that's probably going to, and if he continues this run, it would be one of the most historic scoring runs uh, in the history of the NBA. It's just, it, it, it's, it's fun to watch because on any given night, and we've talked about it too. We do the MSG segments. We've talked about Portland and how dangerous they are yeah. because of McCollum and Lillard and then Carmelo into the mix and then Whiteside and, and Ariza, who's had a great little run for them since he's been acquired. So Portland is a dangerous team. I, I don't know where the end result is for them. They've got a few games to make up to, to get to that eight seed. But I'll tell you what, Lakers, Blazers in the first round of the playoffs, that sounds, wow. pre- that sounds pretty fun. It that sounds, sounds pretty yeah. fun, one versus eight. We're going to talk about that Trailblazers game, but before we do, I just thought it was interesting to bring up that in the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz are a half game up on the Houston Rockets right yes. now. So the Rockets are six and a half games back, whereas the Jazz are six games back. How much does that make you think that the Jazz are going to come into this game knowing that they need to get more of a lead? Or are you going the Rockets? Because to me, the fact that the Rockets are in fifth place in the Western Conference right now is Kind of underrated. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think Houston and Portland are the two underrated, under the radar teams in the West that can beat anybody on any given night because of the scoring that but they not have in any in given series. Well, that's another story. I, I I think the Clippers and the Lakers. If you were to ask those teams, and they would never admit this, but secretly behind closed doors. If there's one team or two teams that they don't want to see in the playoffs, it's the Rockets and the Blazers. Because if Lillard or Harden or Westbrook get hot over a seven-game series, which we've seen Lillard now. It's been nine games where he's just been unbelievable. They can beat anybody. They can beat any team in the NBA with those guys playing at their peak level. There's nobody that can stop Damian Lillard when he's on this kind of run, and that doesn't mean he's going to be hot in the first week of April when the playoffs start, but it is a fascinating handicap to see them against the Lakers or them against the Clippers when Lillard and, 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 and Harden are at that elite level. So tonight, the Miami Heat are at the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers, five-point favorites with the total at 228. With Portland being at home this game, the Heat, usually, you know, the Heat are a really good home team. They're one of the best against the spread and one of the best straight up at home this season. However, on the road, they've been struggling, and they showed it Friday, losing 105-97 when they played the Kings. Miami 11-14-1 ATS on the road. However... No Jimmy Butler tonight mm. either. So where are you going with this game with Portland at home as five-point favorite? You know, it's funny when you when you think about Lillard and you think about this team offensively, you're, you know, you're wow. You're almost like floored at some of the numbers they can put up. On the defensive end, it's, it's the opposite. And they are one of the worst teams defending the three in the NBA. And Miami, one of the best teams shooting the three in the NBA. You've got none. You've got Robinson. Hero's been out, so you're not going to see him tonight. Mm-hmm. But... We might see Andre Iguodala for the first time tonight. I don't know his status. No Butler means overs. Five and two to the over with him not in lineup this year. I think Lillard keeps it up. His last four matchups have gone over as well. Exactly. Four and oh. I, I think this is, and, and the total's relatively low, 228. And I know that sounds crazy, but 220s these days in the NBA is like an average total. So I, I, I think over is a good play here. Uh, the Heat did not show any offensive punch against Sacramento the other night. I, I think they bounced back a little bit. I don't necessarily think they win the game because the Blazers actually surprisingly are playing really good basketball right now and the Heat are not, especially on the road. So I, I, I would lean Blazers. The five points scares me, so I'm not going to bet the spread. But the over to me is a really solid play in this game. Is the 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 three point line is going to be the deciding factor in this game? If the Heat are able to shoot it from three, not only can they win outright, they are but one this of the game best. Should go over. They are one of the best from shooting outside. Exactly, this and, and the Blazers, second best. Yeah, and the Blazers can't defend the three, so I, I think it's a good matchup. Seven point eight percent from outside, the Miami Heat are coming up next. We are going to talk about how the trades from the trade deadline in the NBA are going to affect some of these teams, especially because we're going to be see a lot of players on these new teams for the first time, including. The former Houston Rocket, Clint Capella, Mm. and the former New York Knicks, 
Marcus Morris. Break up the Knicks! The Clippers. We'll be back here on At the Window with Jared Smith and Ariel Epstein. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Welcome back to At The Window alongside Jared Smith. I'm Ariel Epstein. We're breaking down all the NBA trade deadline again because this time around, you might actually get to see these players with their new teams. This is the day that we're going to start seeing some of these players come into the mix. We were talking about the Heat game. They're at the Blazers tonight. Let's stick with them. Andre Iguodala gets traded over from the Memphis Grizzlies to the Miami Heat, adding depth to that Heat team. However, Iguodala has not played a game yet this season. He refused to play when he was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Now we're going to see him. He was supposedly practicing yesterday with the Heat. However, it's still questionable if he's going to play today. Jared, how does Iguodala help this Heat team? Oh, it's huge. I mean, it turns them from... And I I don't want to liken his game to Jimmy Butler because he's not as good of an offensive player as Butler is, but... In terms of the intangibles that he brings to the table, I think it's second to none. And I think he immediately turns them into a team that is much more formidable to take down a team like the Bucs. And again, what we said earlier about the Celtics in terms of handicapping Boston, yes, game by game, it's very important. But big picture, 
the only thing that matters to these teams right now in mid-February, can you beat Milwaukee and make it to the NBA Finals? Right now, that's the goal. And, you know, obviously, you know, we haven't put Milwaukee in the Finals yet for this exact reason. There are some teams out there that can beat them, and I think Miami's one of them. We've been giving out their futures odds. We did an NBA segment uh, the one the, during one of the late games, uh, during, during one of the MSG nights where the Knicks were playing really late, where there were no games to handicap, and we gave out futures picks. And we gave out the Heat at 50-1. to 1. They're 23-1 to 1 right now. That shows you how important this deal was. They literally had their odds cut in half this week because of this move. And I think Jake Crowder adds a lot to the table as well. This is a Heat team with Spolster at the helm, very underrated head coach. They've got the outside shooting to score enough points, and now they've got the interior defense. Bam Adebayo is an all-star. Jimmy Butler, we know what he brings to the table. Now you add another defensive stopper in Iguodala who's been in the big moment before he's won a title with Golden State. It makes them a very fascinating team down the stretch. Do I think they can beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series? Eh, toss-up. But they're definitely more equipped now than they were a week ago. What about Iguodala, though, not playing a game yet this season? How much do you think the rust is going to play a factor? That's a really good point, and that's something that we won't know until we see it. So there's really nothing we can handicap right now. And again, it goes back to the XFL. We haven't seen the games. We don't know what to expect. So we have nothing to bank our, our, our takes on. It's just what we think and what we hope uh, is the right take. So in this particular situation, I think the Iguodala thing was concerning that he didn't play this year with Memphis. But it's not crazy considering the circumstances. And obviously there was a ton, a ton of drama that was going on in that locker room mm-hmm. and Dylan Brooks and John Morant and everyone's tweeting and this and that. And it's all crazy. Now that's all done. Iguodala's had a couple of days now to breathe. I think he plays today. I, I, I do think he plays today. There was a report from the Sun Sentinel saying that he's going to be in uniform. Today. Okay. So maybe he'll at least Limited suit up. minutes. Yeah. May, maybe he'll suit up. Maybe he'll get in the game. I, I, I trust Eric Spolstra to figure out a way to get him acclimated. There aren't any props on Iguodala yet on FanDuel. That's probably... Just them covering their butts. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know where he'll slot in. And again, it goes and it goes back to the XFL. I was surprised that there was totals for the XFL yesterday. I mean, we just don't know. Uh, they came out what, late. Yeah, they came out very, very late. You know, we just don't know what we're gonna see. And I think that's overs a, were great. Overs were really good yesterday. Uh, so were the favorites. And I, I think the what we're going to see with Iguodala and a lot of these players, and you know, the one we'll get to next as well. It's going to take some time. And it might behoove you to just take a step back and watch these games. In well, terms we of saw this too with Zion Williamson, the sure. rookie phenom coming in for the New sure. Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans record wasn't any better with Zion Williamson. In no. fact, it was worse and they were playing at 500. It kind of slowed down their hot streak. However, now we're seeing the team get used to Zion Williamson being out on the floor. Pelicans are playing better. They just picked up the win last night. Yeah, without their without Zion and Ingram. Without Zion, Pelicans played right. really well last night. So actually. this is a young Pelicans team too. That it's like Zion Williamson, kind mm-hmm. of, and everyone else on the team figure out their roles and who they are as NBA players. So that's I think something else we're going to see. But this is why the NBA trade deadline, perfect time. You yes. know, you have players now get to get a feel for their new teams, and it's not going to really affect playoff runs it's going to actually help playoff runs down the stretch which the truth is we didn't really see so many NBA teams who were in the playoff hunt make too many moves Miami was one Mm -hmm. and now Marcus Morris going to the Los Angeles Clippers was probably the biggest ad in my opinion yes Iguodala helps the heat however the Clippers are a true NBA championship contender it's either them or the Lakers in my eyes in that Western Conference and now I think the addition of Marcus Morris is going to help this Clippers team have a shot at beating the Lakers if that is what unfolds Morris is a fascinating ad and I actually think the Knicks (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this I I think the Knicks played this one perfectly And they pit the two L.A. teams basically against each other. And it was the Clippers that made the winning bid. And I think it was that extra second-round pick that might have done the difference there. But what the Lakers have now put against them is now they have to contend with another score on that Clippers team. Right. And and again, I mean, we're, we're definitely putting the carpet for the horse. We're not going to advance the Lakers and the Clippers into the Western Conference Finals. But for a handicap sake, for hypothetical sake, for this purpose of this argument, it makes sense. Because just like in the Eastern Conference, the entire handicap is can this team beat the Bucks? In the Western Conferences, can the Lakers beat the Clippers? And what's going to happen in that series? So now let's just fast forward. Lakers, Clippers, West Finals for hypothetical sake. What the Lakers now have to contend with is basically another Paul George on the floor. And I know that sounds crazy, but Marcus Morris has had that kind of season score in the basketball. Now, on the other side, I was texting you this morning. I think it 
changes the dynamic of this Clippers team. And yeah. Mo Harkless is a strong defensive player. He wasn't getting a ton of minutes, but when he was getting minutes, he was a lockdown defender. And as good as the Clippers have been defensively this year with Kawhi, we all know he's an all-world defender. Paul George is great, too, and Beverly. Now when you put Morris in the lineup, and, I, and, and listen, they, the Clippers did not trade away a first-round pick and a second next year just to put Morris on the bench and give him limited minutes. He's going to play significant minutes. And, but what it does now is it turns them into more of a run-and-gun type of team. Morris is not known as that elite lockdown defender. He is a scorer. He's a slasher. He's someone that's going to get to the rim and shoot threes. So it, it turns the Clippers now into kind of an over team. And, I, I'm very, and again, watch the first couple games, see what the rotations are, see what kind of minutes he's getting. Who is he paired up with? Is he paired up with George at the top? Is he paired up with Kawhi at the top? Are they going to rotate them through? But I do think it turns the Clippers into more of an over team. We saw that the other night. They got blasted last night by the Timberwolves. Granted, there was no Morris, and Kawhi's probably not going to play tonight. But it's, it's very interesting to see where the Clippers go in terms of their rotations and how Morris kind of settles in. I don't know if he's going to play tonight. I hope he does because I want to start gathering some of this information. Exactly. And the thing, too, is we've seen Kawhi Leonard not really play so much in both games of back-to-back. So this could actually really help the Clippers as well in those back-to-back situations because now you'll have Marcus Morris there as another offensive threat playing alongside Paul George. When this deal went through, the Clippers were the third best odds to win the NBA championship. So they were at plus 340 from the last I saw. And now the Clippers and the Lakers are both at plus 300. Yep. And it's probably where it should be. Milwaukee's Uh, the favorite, plus 290. I know. It's actually... It's 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 funny to think about the Bucks as the favorite considering that they couldn't even get into the finals last year and they had home court. They had, you know, they won the first game of that series and in Toronto, I think they actually won the first two games of that series and in Toronto won four straight. It I, I don't trust Milwaukee to be perfectly honest with that. I, I thought they needed to make a move. They had the Malcolm Brogdon. Why who'd you who'd you think that Milwaukee needed in the trade? I the trade. thought they should have gotten Marcus Morris. I, you know, I mean, they, they, they traded away Malcolm Brogdon. They've got that extra first-round pick. Obviously, it's not going to be a high first-round pick because the Pacers are having a good year. So that's going to be right around where the Clippers are going to pick, in the mid to late 20s. Clippers probably will pick a little later. So the Knicks will get that, I don't know, 28th pick, 27th pick, depending on where it slots out. But I, I thought the Bucks needed to make a move. And I think Milwaukee is vulnerable. I really do. And, and I'm going to you know, get a lot of crap for that over the next few months. But I, I, I am selling Milwaukee, and I am going to hopefully pick right in terms of that Eastern Conference team that knocks them off. That's the team that I'm going to be betting. Right now, I'm back and forth between Boston and Miami. Uh, I, one of those teams is going to beat Milwaukee in the playoffs. I, 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 maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but in terms of the value, to me, betting Milwaukee at plus 290 makes absolutely no sense. If you think Milwaukee is going to win the title... You just bet them in the playoffs every game, especially once they get to the finals in the West. They're going to be favored in every game, though. I know, but then you just keep rolling it over because there's but because so plus, where's the value there? There's no value at plus right. two ninety for them to win the finals, to, okay. for them to win the title. Not in February. Maybe in maybe wait until like May and then see what the line is. Maybe it'll be plus one fifty, plus two hundred. There's just like to me, there's no difference there, and there's so much time left in the season. That line can only go down. Something happens. That line's not going up. You you know the 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 plus two ninety will be there. In May, like it'll be plus 200, maybe like there's no difference there to me. The value is the heat at 50 to one. Now they're 23 to one. You missed your line on that. Maybe the Celtics are 14 to one. Maybe they get to like eight to one if they get into the Eastern Conference finals. To me, that's the value bet. That's the bet that's going to give you the most odds of going up. The Bucks can only go down. They've peaked. That's the high. They are not going to get any higher than 290 between now and April 1st when the playoffs start. Before we really get too ahead of ourselves talking more about the NBA finals, Tonight's game with the Clippers and the Cavaliers. Right now, we're ta- we were talking about Marcus Morris and him being acquired by the Los Angeles Clippers. I think the FanDuel Sportsbook is so concerned about the Marcus Morris edition that there's still no player props out on FanDuel, which is very rare. Yes. There's a and player- Drummond, too, for the Cavs. Right, and there's... That's, the, that's true. It's the first time that we might see Andre yeah. Drummond on the Cavaliers after he was traded by the Detroit Pistons. How come there's not even one... <laughs> player prop out there on FanDuel. It's a great right question. Now. I I think there's ju- just like us here in the gambling world. I thrive on information. To me, information is the paramount of anything. And obviously, there's gut feeling sometimes in sports and 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 gambling. And Mick Aussie has the yes. gut feel on the Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. I I think it's a matter of they just they we just don't know yet. We don't know if they're gonna play, how much they're gonna play, and FanDuel is playing it safe. 
<laughs> Everyone's laughing in the pit. The algorithm. It worked. No algorithm it for tonight, Ariel. It predicted the Super Bowl by, it was off by one point. I was really impressed. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk some college hoops action. I don't know if we'll have as much of an exciting college hoops days yesterday. However, we'll make it exciting. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Welcome back to At The Window. He's Jared Smith. I'm Ariel Epstein. We're breaking down all of today's games, helping you make some cash. It's not the biggest of college basketball slates. However, there is a big Big Ten game going on. Jared, you went to Penn State. You're very familiar with so the Big you. Ten. I know, of. but you're the analyst. And I yes. I sit here and tell you what spreads are. And you team <laughs> me up and I knock it right out of the park. Well, and especially because I, I do understand and I do know. However, you were in the Big Ten for four years. I was only in the Big Ten for two years. So I'm going to yeah, pass this ACC one along girl. to you with Ohio State playing at Wisconsin. 
What are your thoughts on this big Big Ten match? Ohio State needs this game. They're under 500 in the Big Ten, and to me, that's kind of the big the big handicap there. Wisconsin's right at 500 in the Big Ten. It's kind of an interesting matchup. These are two defensive teams. We don't really like in Ohio State to defense, but we certainly do with Wisconsin. Wisconsin's had some decent wins this year. You know that win against Michigan State's not looking as good now. Ohio State started out the season really strong. Now they've kind of faded. Madison's a really tough place to play in the Cole Center. And the money is showing it. 62% mm. of the side is on Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's line went from minus one to another at minus one and a half. Yeah, you know, I, I think I might want to take the points here. I don't know. I feel like that line should be a little bit longer with Wisconsin at home. I don't know if I trust the public in this spot. I, I, I think this is one of those classic Big Ten slugfests. The total's at 122.5. That tells you everything you need to know about what kind down. of game it's going to be. And it's gone down. It was at 123.5, yeah. went up to 124. Now it's back down to 122. I would say the under is probably my best play in this game. I would lean Ohio State in the under. That would be my pick mm-hmm. there. I, I think Ohio State needs this game real bad. And they're, unlike Wisconsin, they still have a shot to make the tournament because they've got some better wins under their belt. Wisconsin right now is a 34 in Ken Palm. Ohio State's an 11. So Ohio State's got a chance, I think, to really make some noise if they can go on a little bit of a run. I'll tell you what, though, that that CBS college basketball music, it's like music to my ears. And one o'clock, I know. Wait for March Madness, too. There are, the music has already been playing for two games on the slate. So first is Cincinnati at UConn playing right now. Kind of taking over in game live a little bit right now, but it's okay. So Cincinnati's up 28 27 in the first half with about three minutes left. Right now, Cincinnati, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 137-and-a-half. Again, that score right now, 28-27 Cincinnati. Close American conference match. Yeah, Cincinnati's a you know really good team. The Cumberland kid's been really good for them this year. New head coach. Uh, yeah, exactly, with Mick Cronin leaving. So it, it, it's an interesting situation with Cincinnati. You would expect UConn to take care of business at home. UConn's not had a good year, though. Uh, I, I would think Cincinnati pulls away and wins that game. The other game's really interesting, too, with Marquette and Butler. Mm-hmm. This is a big game for Marquette. And Butler's a ranked team. I I think Butler coming off of that crazy win against Nova where the kid hit the last second shot, I could see them uh, faltering a little bit today. And obviously the Golden Eagles taking care of business. You know, the Big East is fascinating. We talked a little bit about the Big Ten uh, and we talked about the ACC at the top of the show with some of these, you know, big name teams that maybe are struggling a little bit. The the Big East, man, the, the, the Big East could legitimately get like six teams in the Sweet 16. I mean, they're so deep. They're, at the bottom is a little bit soft, but at the top, Nova, Hall, Marquette, Butler. I mean, it's all five of those teams could be in the Sweet 16. It is a very interesting Big East this season. I think they're still the number one team or number two conference uh, RPI-wise in the country. I think it's Big 12, Big East. It could be flipped uh, in in, uh, no particular order there. But to me, those are the two best conferences. Yeah, the Big East really making a comeback after what we used to see the Big East. Um, years ago, sure. Marquette up thirty four twenty six right now with Butler getting eight and a half points. Would you take that live line? Mm, I kind of like Marquette there. I, I I don't know what the pregame line was. I'm assuming it was probably around five or six. I I I think Marquette wins that game. It was actually game. four. There you go. So I was yeah, close. Marquette minus four. It opened up. I, I wish I got the four. I I I think Marquette covers. I I think the eight and a half is is kind of steep. I can see Butler keeping it close. And the fact that you're getting plus one hundred two juice uh, on Marquette minus eight and a half tells you that it's probably a best bet to lay off of that and maybe wait for Butler to make a little run and then come back on Marquette. But I do think Marquette wins the game. So Washington is also at Washington State today, yes. and that's a very big game for everyone out there. The, the Apple Cup. Yes. Take a bite out of the Apple Cup. Washington three-point road favorites total 137, Jared. Washington's a fascinating team. You know, Washington's the only team to beat Baylor this year. Wow. I know. Fascinating. Uh, and I, I think I think Washington can cause some problems in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is very interesting this year. Not quite as deep as years past, but there are some really good teams. UCLA had a big win last night, a big road win over Arizona. Uh, so speaking of Mick Cronin, a huge win for the Bruins last night over Arizona. And Oregon lost on the road at Oregon State. And to me, the two best teams in the conference are Oregon and Arizona, and they both lost last night. So Pac-12, I would say, is a deeper league, but they're not good at the top. So I, I would say if you had to like handicap like over under like four and a half, three and a half wins for the Pac-12 in the NCAA tournament, I would go under there. But Oregon's the one team that I think can make some noise for this Washington-Washington State game. Washington State, obviously at home, would give them a little bit of a, of a push, but their numbers have been really bad this year. In fact, their, their, their efficiency numbers have been almost one of the worst efficiency However, numbers. However, we were talking about rivalries. We're talking, and I know yes. it's hard to compare the Correct. two, but UNC Duke, biggest rivalry in college basketball. We said you kind of throw those stats and all the I numbers agree. and 
the rankings of the season out the window. Washington, Washington State's right there with one of those rivalries. I agree. And taking the three at home, I can't fault you for that. Uh, Six o'clock tip, so you got some time to handicap that one. I would lean Washington because of their defense, but at home, getting points, can't go wrong there. But again, I, I, I think Washington actually is one of those teams that could start to establish themselves in what's been a flat Pac-12, meaning there's not like an elite team. There's some good teams. There's not an elite team. Washington's defense, I think, could push them over the top. Also in the American Conference, Wichita State is at Houston tonight. And Houston actually is kind of, you know, falling off a little bit to the public. The public is actually putting money on Wichita State. So it was Houston minus six that opened up at. Now it's minus five. Wow. 57% of the side on Wichita State. Loving the Shockers. And then the total 134. Why, though, all the love on Wichita State? Defense. I mean, defense at this stage in the year. So... If you are not a subscriber of the Ken Palm rankings, it's 20 bucks a year. Just have one less They honestly need to pay you at this point, Jared, it, because you have been throwing Ken Palm out there, <laughs> telling people they have to Everyone subscribe. Everyone needs to buy it. It's unbelievable. The, the, they break down. They even give you what the final score will be of the game. I mean, if you're a gambler, how much, how useful is that information? It's very useful. Nah. It's very useful. Nah. Dog, it's useful. <laughs> I promise you. But- the, I'm just kidding. The, of course, the, it's useful. The, the the defensive efficiency rankings is where is when I fill. So when I fill my bracket out, if there's a big gap between one team's defense and another team's defense, that to me is all right. I'm going to advance this one. So that's your decision making process. Defensive efficiency, and when I say defensive efficiency, this is and I, I don't I don't want to just throw those words out and and not explain them. That is points allowed per 100 possessions. So it could go past one game, which in my mind is valuable because when you look at a team and you're trying to handicap an entire team season, you can't just pull out one game and say, oh, they looked really good in this game. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make that carry over. You need to look at the entire picture. And so efficiency rankings, points and, and same thing for offense and same thing for tempo. Those are the three that I look at. Offensive, defensive, and tempo. So offensive efficiency, how many points do you score per 100 possessions? Same thing for defense. How many points do you allow? And tempo, how many shots do you get up in every game? So it, like to me, that those are the three that I rank teams if I'm trying to go an over-under or if I'm trying to go a spread. Those are the numbers that I look at top to bottom. Houston right now is not a great defensive team. They're ranked 50th in defensive efficiency. That's not bad, but they're not great. Wichita State's top 20. Very elite defense. The fact that Houston's at home, I would lean Houston, but I I think Wichita State top to bottom is the better team. Another thing I like to look at all the time is I like to go to certain websites and see where there might be any kind of reverse line movement. So if the public is betting on one team, however, the line moves in the direction of another team, that makes me think the sharp betters are on the other team and is playing contrarian to the public. One of those games today is actually Northwestern and Rutgers. Mm. Northwestern and Rutgers play at 6.30 tonight Eastern time. Rutgers is now 10.5-point favorites. However, they opened at 11. So it's only half-point drop-off. However, Rutgers is getting 68% of the public. So the line movement is going in favor of Northwestern. Only a half a point. So this isn't really... If it's a half a point, I don't look too far into it yet. However... People are taking the points with Northwestern today, Jared. I know, and I don't know why, because they're really bad. They've lost six in a row. Double-digit points. Yeah. Like people, people get taken in by the double digits. They so do. is that something that you don't like to do? Do you like to take a team that's significantly better? You like to take the um, you like to take the favorite there? Or when you see double-digit points, do you say, ooh, I like that too? I like Rutgers at home a lot. Rutgers is a top 10 defensive efficiency team, and they're even better at home. I, I think Rutgers at home is one of the best teams in the country, and on the road, they're one of the worst. So it's actually a, a fascinating handicap with them. It's kind of like the Miami Heat. So it, I, I think if you pull this game out from the bubble of Big Ten bad versus Big Ten good, it doesn't. it's, it's not going to really affect the public movement too much because it's not going to be a too much of a publicly bet game. So actually, I like to go with the line movement in the games that are a little more off the radar. And I know it's a Big Ten game, but it's not a highly you know, talked about Big Ten Isn't it amazing, too? Radar. Like, we're in the area of Rutgers, and there's even Seton Hall, who's having sure. a great season, and St. John's is doing okay. Um, but, you know, for Rutgers and Seton Hall, and it's just incredible to me because there was a stat about the two of them. I, I, I want to go and look it up the last time the two of them were ranked, and it was a long time ago. Yes, very long time ago. And, you know, Rutgers is a team that I think will be in the tournament. I just don't know how strong they are of a tournament team in terms mm-hmm. of I think and the they went away from home. I, I agree. I, I agree. And and Rutgers is a fun story. Seton Hall, I think, is a better story. But Rutgers is a fun story. And 
at, at, at home, they're a bet on team, and so they're at home today. I would probably, I, I would probably swallow the points with the Rutgers today. We only have about a minute or two, but since we did just mention Seton Hall, I want to bring up Miles Powell. We were oh, talking yes. about this together yesterday, Jared. There's no clear number one pick. Last year, we knew it was Zion Williamson. We knew the number two was going to be John Morant, and then we knew number three was probably going to be R.J. Barrett. This season, you don't know who's going number one in the NBA draft. It's kind of a toss-up. How much do you think Miles Powell could be in the mix? Oh, I think Miles Powell's very much in the mix. Trenton takes the world. Or Trenton makes the world takes, baby. I mean, he is he is one of the most explosive players in college basketball, and he proved it yesterday. Big, big road. I mean, they haven't won at Nova in like a million years. So uh, Seton Hall, I think going forward, it was the first one since 1994. It's wild. So not a million years because I'm not a million years. Old. <laughs> is that was that when you were born? Yes. All right, that's fair. That was the year the Rangers won the cup, too. I remember that year very well. Mark Messier. We will win tonight. 2020 draft. He is not in the top 10 to go as uh, number one overall. That will change if he has a big tournament. I I, I still think Wiseman's the number one pick, to be fair. He has second best odds. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that's the other guy. I would say Wiseman or Edwards. We're going to discuss the reason today is a really important day. Stay tuned here on The Grid. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.